This time each every Friday, every Erev Shabbos, with great pleasure, we present Rabbi Benjamin Yudin, spiritual leader of Congregation Shomrei Torah in Fairlawn, New Jersey, to address the entire listening audience concerning the Torah portion of the week. Good morning, Rabbi Yudin. Good morning, Nachum. Good Erev Shabbos, everybody. Tomorrow we have the privilege of reading Parshas Ba'aloscha. According to the Chinuch, there are five mitzvos in this parsha, four related to Pesach Sheni and the laws of Pesach, and the fifth one, the mitzvah of the Chatzotzros, the special horns that were blown in the Beis Hamikdash daily and on the various Yom Tovim different occasions. The Parsha of Baha'u'llah, if we just take one step back, is an incredibly challenging Parsha. It contains, on the one hand, so much potential. Moshe inviting his father-in-law uh, Yisro to join them uh, as they're about to enter Eretz Yisrael and you can feel the excitement in the air in chapter 10 Pasuk 29 says Moshe to his father-in-law two words Nosim Anachnu we are journeying we're moving we're going However, unfortunately, we find in this parsha the two psukim of Ibn Soa and Uvenucho Yomar, which are bounded by the inverted nuns, as the Gemara in Shabbos tells us at the end of, uh, towards the end of the Gemara Shabbos, that this is lahafsik to create a pause between. Puranios and Puranos, between bad and bad, not to create a state of being, of negativity. And the idea behind this is that unfortunately, what could have been the immediate entrance into Eretz Yisrael by virtue of their complaining and their lack of readiness and full trust in Hashem, Jewish history takes on a different course and unfortunately culminating next week with the sin of the Maraglim. So the downhill escalation begins after the inverted nuns in Parshas Baaloscha. I'd like to focus this morning, however, on the end of the parsha, in chapter 12, whereby Miriam and Aaron speak Lashon Hora about Moshe, when you have earlier in the parsha Moshe complaining that he can't handle the people anymore and Hashem tells him to um, assemble what becomes the first Sanhedrin, 70 elders, and Moshe al Moshe the head of them. And when Zipporah hears that now there'll be 70 other men who will be receiving prophecy, so Zipporah lets a secret out of the bag and says instinctively she feels sorry for their wives because I, their husbands will separate from them as Moshe did from her. To which Miriam 
an arrow, mispan, saying, wait a minute. Does God speak only to Moshe? Come on, we're also prophets. And we do not separate from our spouse. Who is Moshe? And why is Moshe? So clearly, they spoke badly about Moshe. And there is, as we know from the fifth book, Zechiras Miriam, one of the six remembrances in the Torah, is to remember, as the Chofetz Chaim says, specifically the prohibition of Lashon Hora, or as others, including Rav Salavechik, Zechron Vracha, says that this is to teach us the significance of Moshe Rabbeinu, as he is the Adon HaNevi'im. In any event, the Torah tells us the response of Moshe, whereby Moshe does not respond. Yoish Moshe, why? Anav Ma'od, Moshe is exceedingly modest, exceedingly humble, Mikolo Adam, Asher Adama, literally more than any other person on the face of the earth. Clearly, the Rashi says that he was an Anav, Shofal, and Savlan, he was humble, and he was therefore able to tolerate that which was said about him, and it didn't bother him. I'd like to, however, present a little bit of a deeper understanding as to what this term means that Moshe Rabbeinu was anav ma'od, that he was exceedingly modest, exceedingly humble. Now let's begin with the obvious question. Does not Moshe know that he is the only person, as the Torah says, a few psukim later, that he's the only one that God speaks to literally, directly. Moshe doesn't know that 611 mitzvos were given to the Jewish people via Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe doesn't know he was the only one who was literally invited up to Har Sinai and 40 days he does not eat and does not drink. Of course Moshe knows. So how can Moshe retain this ability to be the most humble man knowing that he accomplished what no other human being accomplished? And I'd like to suggest that to begin with think about this. The more you know, the more you know that you don't know. What does that mean? It means that Moshe had such a deep understanding of God that he more than anybody else knew how much more there was to know. And therefore there was no room for arrogance. And therefore he was the most humble man. And possibly, let's say it a little bit stronger. And that is based upon the Navi, Yirmiyahu, from chapter 9 of Yirmiyahu, whereby, Koamar Hashem, the Navi says, Al Yishalel Chacham Bechachmaso. Let not the wise man glory himself with his wisdom. And let not the strong man glorify himself with his strength. 
Oshir Be'oshro. And let not the rich man glorify himself with his wealth. Because basically, what's happening here? The wise man realizes that if I have this wisdom, you know why I have it? Listen to the next Pasuk. Only with this may one glorify himself. Haskel, literally, to contemplate the Odoa Osi and know me. Meaning, says the Navi, realize that your wisdom is a gift from God. And therefore, there's no room for arrogance. Your wealth is a gift from God. Your strength is a gift from God. And therefore, when one appreciates that which HaKadosh Baruch Hu has given them, then all the more, this not only is there no room for arrogance, but one realizes, wow, how privileged they are that God chose them to do. And after all, what is he doing? He's doing what he is supposed to do. But the idea is that to be an unav means for one to have an honest assessment of oneself and one's situation. To be an unav means that one should measure himself by what he can be. He should measure himself by what Hashem has given him and what Hashem expects of him, and not by comparing oneself to others. And therefore, let's remind ourselves of that very powerful story that Rav Shwadron, the Magid of Yerushalayim, told regarding the Nitziv, Rav Naftali Tzvi, Yehuda Berlin, who was such a prolific author and Tamachacham when he published the Hamek Shela, he gathered a group and made a party and said, I have to tell you that how significant this is, and if not for tears, none of this would have happened. And he went on to explain that as a child, he was somewhat of a playful child, and though his father would encourage him to study, he would rather play, until he heard his father crying to his mother one night, saying, Oi, what's going to be with Naftali Hirsch? Perhaps he should become an apprentice to a tailor. And so the boy came in crying, and he said to his parents, Give me one more chance. And sure enough, he took to his learning, and he became the great Torah scholar that he was, and he said to the assemblage, could you imagine, had I become a tailor, I would have been an honest tailor, I would have been koveya itim la Torah, I hopefully would have designated some time in the evening for Torah study, but upstairs, after 120 years, they would have asked me in heaven, where is the Hamek Shela? And I'd look at them and say, what are you talking about? And what do you want from me? The idea being that each person is judged on their 
their capabilities. Each person is judged on what they can accomplish. And a person has to have an honest assessment of himself. This is Moshe Rabbeinu. And this is what Moshe has to teach us. And I believe this is why the Torah includes this in the Torah. And the truth of the matter is, think about it, that Miriam didn't see the big picture. She couldn't know this. And that's why a person has to be careful when they speak Lashon Hara. But Moshe did. And what do I mean by the bigger picture? Because Moshe on his own, the Gemara in Shabbos, Pezayin 87a, teaches us that three things Moshe did on his own. He added a third day in preparation for the Yom Tov of Shavuos. He broke the Luchos and he separated himself from his wife Zipporah. In all of these three situations God said and agreed with Moshe. He waited another day before he gave the Torah. He said, Good what you did by breaking the Luchos and is understood by our rabbis that God told him and confirmed when he said after the Jewish people, go tell them that they should go back to their families. But you, Moshe, you stay with me. Moshe had this honest assessment and saw the bigger picture. Note, my friends, the famous Gemara in Shabbos, Daf Lamid Aleph, where the prospective convert comes to Hillel and says, Convert me when I stand on one foot. So before coming to Hillel, he went to Shammai, and Shammai said, get out of here. And Hillel does convert him. And what happens? The Talmud tells us that the Kaptonuso Shel Shammai, this is Shabbos Lamed Aleph, literally the sternness of Shammai sought to banish this person, and Hillel's Anvasonuso, not simply his humility, his seeing his honest assessment, his understanding that there was potential for this convert, and therefore he saw the bigger picture. So too, the Gemara tells us in Hanizakin, in Gitin, Daf Nun Vav Amaralev, in the story of Bar Kamsa. And the rabbis said we should kill Bar Kamsa because he's a rodate. And unfortunately, Zachariah ben Avkolos, regarding whom Rabbi Yochanan says, Anvasonuso, once again, he's not seeing the big picture and therefore prevented them from killing Bar Kamsa. This is what ultimately caused Hechriva Espeisenu, destroyed our holy temple. The idea behind it is with to learn from Moshe Rabbeinu to be an anav, to see the bigger picture. And what does that mean to see the bigger picture? So many people say, I just don't have time to learn. Yes, you don't have time to learn, but look how much time you waste. And I don't have sufficient money to give the tzedakah that I want. But look, unfortunately, how too many people are mevazbeis and waste their money on other things. And so, one should realize that the end of Parshas Baaloscha speaks to 
to each and every one of us. And Moshe, in the capacity of Moshe Rabbeinu, teaches us that very important lesson, that just because of his greatness, there was no room for arrogance. Because of his greatness, Moshe was the Anav Ma'od. And each and every one of us should look honestly into themselves and realize if they were given Chachma, if they were given Gvura, if they were given Ashirus, and all that we have, we are to recognize where it comes from, that it comes from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. Ah, then our perspective on life is so different. May we be privileged to learn from Moshe, our teacher. Shabbat Shalom to all.